Lauren, you're such a liar. You're definitely going to be hanging out with Lauren. Shut up. Yep. In my lonely apartment. She's going to come over. <laughs> that was so weird. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Millennial TV. We are so happy to have you today. We have a good pop culture topic today and a very exciting episode. My name is Adrian. This is Candace and Liz. And we're excited to have you today. So for today's pop culture segment, I want to talk about the P. Diddy and Cassie lawsuit. Cassie, who is an R&B singer, sued Diddy and accused him of sex trafficking human trafficking, sexual battery, sexual assault, and a bunch of other things. So Cassie was signed to Diddy's label Bad Boy Records when she was 19 years old. Shortly after, they began a romantic relationship, and he became very controlling over every aspect of her life. She alleges that he forced her to partake in sexual acts involving other males, provided her with a ton of explicit drugs that led to her having an addiction, And Cassie briefly dated Kid Cudi, who's another rapper, and Diddy supposedly blew up his car, which is insane, but the story has been corroborated by Kid Cudi himself, so that makes it even Mm -hmm. more crazy. But it was reported in the news that the two parties reached a settlement in court one day after Cassie filed the lawsuit. Diddy made a public statement to wish Cassie well after this. But I was thinking back to September, and there was some news that Diddy was returning the publishing rights of the artist that he had signed to Bad Boy Records. And this kind of came out of nowhere because I feel like people don't typically do that, right? Like Mm -hmm. once you hold the publishing rights, they always hold it themselves. And now looking back in hindsight, it kind of feels like he was trying to buy some favor or do some sort of damage control, knowing that Cassie was probably going to file this lawsuit and that this was going to be coming up in the news so it kind of just like makes you think about why he did all that and with everything we're hearing in the news now about Cassie like it's just so gross hearing about everything that he did to her during the relationship and Diddy's always been known for his like weird antics I mean we've seen him on making the band he's very strange he's funny but hearing about everything that he did and you know he's very intimidating and it's just kind of gross. Like, what do you guys think? Question. The sex trafficking, was that with Cassie or with other people? With Cassie. And other guys. Oh, that he sex trafficked her. Yeah. Yeah. I read that it was like oh. he would have other men come to the hotel rooms and do stuff and he would watch and they would like film it yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Really messed yeah. up. Yeah. I had seen something was going on, but I didn't really dive too much into it because- mm-hmm. I just hadn't but that's really wow I did not know it was that I knew like there was some sort of abuse allegation and rape allegation but I did not know that so that's honestly really crazy it's horrifying yeah and the fact that they settled like immediately means that he's guilty for sure well I did see that his representation had posted that said just to be clear a settlement is not an admission of guilt Mm -hmm. I saw that too but Come on, people don't settle unless you're trying to bury a story. And you shouldn't even have to say that if there's no guilt. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I didn't know the depth of it, but that's really interesting. It kind of sucks for me because I think Diddy is, like, so funny. I know. I loved making the band. And, like, he did do some, like, awful things. But I just kind of thought he was, like, the black Simon Cowell. And I was kind of really into it. Yeah. You know, people talk a lot about, like, 
you know, they want to cancel Tyra and they want to cancel all these people. Mm-hmm. But like that was the industry at the time. So I thought it was like really like, I mean, he was just being honest about like what other people were going to say. Like if you're not hearing it from him, you're going to hear yeah. it from someone. And I thought that he was just turning it up for the TV yes, show. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Get Him to the Greek, but he plays like an over amplified version of himself mm-hmm. um, named Sergio. And it's so funny. And it's one of my favorite movies. And I love him in it. And I, I just think he's so funny. And to hear all of this, it's like, ugh, another person that I yeah. can't enjoy anymore. Exactly. <laughs> it's giving R. Kelly. Yeah, that's what I immediately and thought of too. It's really unfortunate. But to be honest, I feel like this isn't surprising to me. Mm-hmm. He kind of always gave gross vibes with women. It's unfortunate. I'm kind of sad about it, honestly. <laughs> it's unsurprising, but once you hear all of like the details of what he did to Cassie, I feel like that's just horrifying. It like, is. I, I just don't know how else to say it. Yeah. It's just so sad. When I was reading an article about it, it felt like it just was going on and on and on about all the different things. Like It felt like it was never going to end, like the list of things that happened to her. Mm-hmm. It was just horrible. So I'm curious to see if any other women come out now that she has and say similar things too it's always a it seems to be anyway like a train right one person has the courage to speak up and then everybody has the courage to speak up and Mm -hmm. i don't know a lot about cassie i know that she had that one really popular song back in the day but i'm like super proud of her just as like black woman to black woman i think it's really hard for women in general but even harder for african-american women because people just don't believe us so, I mean, I think that's really awesome that she did have the courage to come out about it. Um, and I hope it gives other people in similar situations or in her situation to come out about it and kind of, you know, do what needs to be done. We pretty much successfully canceled R. Kelly and put him away. So mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> we can do the same for other despicables. I'm always so surprised when people are able to hide stuff like this for over like 20 years but there's been so many stories that have come out about all these like gross people that I really should not be surprised but I still am yeah every single time well Hollywood was really hidden for a mm-hmm. long time and people got away with a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have been able to and I think it's kind of like that old saying like if the cat's away the mice will play like nobody was putting any rules or regulations on them nobody was stopping them there wasn't this fear of being canceled nobody was ever gonna find out and now that it this is like a it's a brave new world Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know people are not afraid to stop supporting you if you're Mm -hmm. a piece of shit so (laughs) I think this is good yeah it holds people accountable yep and I mean it's hard to lose some of your faves but it'll avoid having people in power take advantage of like aspiring artists or aspiring yeah. like entertainers so yeah especially like now with all the artists that were taken advantage of coming out specifically I think it's really going to change the industry mm-hmm. which is exciting like with Britney Spears coming out with everything that happened to her yep you know Cassie's coming out a lot of other artists have been too so I'm kind of excited to see where the music and entertainment industry is in a few years yeah it'll be interesting to see where it goes okay so now let's get into the episode So on the previously on, Lauren talks about the end of senior year, and we see clips from earlier this season. They make sure to get her talking about Kristen and Steven, her not liking Kristen, and it ends with her saying, all good things must come to an end, maybe, as we see a clip of her and Steven. MTV really teed up Lauren and Steven going to San Fran and then getting into a relationship, and they hint at it multiple times throughout the season, and you really feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, but I will say it was a really good recap of the season, though. Yeah. 
like the scenes that they were putting in there, it was really good. Like it, it was a nice little tie up, but I rolled my eyes because when she says most of the season has been really great, it's that scene of Steven kissing her on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lauren, I see you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, like, they tie the whole thing up, like, the whole season, by basically being, like, Lauren and Steven are going to get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was my dream in life, so. <laughs> I won't lie, me too, even though I was Team Christian. <laughs> you wanted them to get together? There was just something that, like, felt unexplored. Mm-hmm. We never got to see it on TV. It's unfinished and I, business. Exactly, yeah, yes. and I just really wanted that to play out in season two. Me too. <sighs> really bad. <laughs> I still want it. I, I know. It. it hurts so good. In the first scene, we see Lauren in her two-layered tank look walk down the beach to meet Stephen, who is casually surfing at the beach. I laughed so hard at this conversation that they had because when he sat down, he tells her, you need a tan, and Lauren whacks him. And I think it's so funny because I feel like it's such a diss for someone who lives in a beach town, but like you would never hear it anywhere, like where I live. That's (laughs) funny because I didn't think anything of it because it's so like set all the time. Really? Yeah. Not in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. but like where I grew up. In California. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because for the record, Lauren does look tanned. They were like the same mm-hmm. color. <laughs> like she wasn't much lighter than him. Yeah. I think that might have been the joke though. Oh. <laughs> it just flew over my head. Never mind. Because <laughs> I'm always like, people are like, oh, I need a tan. I'm like, me too. You know, like as a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm obviously black and beautiful. <laughs> Can you tan? I do tan actually. Like in the summer, I do get darker. Mm. Do you wear sunscreen? Yeah. I mean, not as much as I should. My mom would, like, have a conniption. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, black people can definitely tan, and we should wear sunscreen. We can still get skin cancer. So that's my little PSA for the day. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) (laughs) Steven recalls a time in first grade where the boys had to pay girls to be near them. He says the girls avoided boys because they had cooties, and Lauren playfully says with her tongue between her teeth, it's okay, Steven, you still have cooties. And that little, like, tongue between her teeth thing is, like, such a signature Lauren Conrad thing because she does it so many times throughout the hill. She loves him. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) They talk about being excited to go to San Fran together, and Lauren says, just Steven and Lauren in San Francisco. (laughs) <laughs> okay wait though no. okay so in that moment I was like I finally understand what Kristen means when she says Elsie will think she's all cool <laughs> because she yeah. so does she's like Steven and Lauren up in SF and we'll, we'll just be like oh my god me and Elsie that one night yes. like mm-hmm. she does yes. she thinks she's yeah. gonna be really cool and hanging out with Steven every night totally. and I, it's true. it like clicked for me in that moment I was like okay I, I see you Kristen I see totally. what you mean yeah. she's very excited to be alone with Steven and it's like kind of sad but I guess she's just like waiting for Kristen and Steven to be done because he's moving away and for her to finally like have him you know right. yeah she's just like waiting but did you guys feel like this scene was, like, super MTV-forced? Because I kind of did. It seemed like Steven and Lauren hadn't really spent a lot of time together in the last couple of episodes. And yeah. they were like, we need a Lauren and Steven scene in this episode. Can you guys, like, meet on the beach? Because it was, like, super awkward and yeah. weird. And he says, what's up, Elsie? Like, 
have you not talked to her in three years? Like, it was just really weird. And yeah, but that flirting awkward. came on very naturally, okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because Lauren's in love, yeah. but <laughs> I just, it felt really awkward at first. Yeah, um, yeah. And it felt weird watching it after watching all the Kristen and Steven, like, the love real love stuff. Right, episode. the last episode, yeah. yeah. So that, <laughs> the flirting felt off because of that like for me because I was like he's not into her like at all right I think now. it's off because he's so not into her at this moment like he's yeah. so madly he's in love with Kristen, with Kristen at this yeah. moment yeah yes and it's like all of a sudden he's hanging out with Elsie reaffirming the relationship because he's about to not have Kristen <sighs> yeah he's setting it up for himself okay let's not yes. forget yes. that that exactly. might happen too yeah. I mean yeah. sure but We'll put this on Steven. <laughs> well, MTV can only do so much. <laughs> the scene fades out as Steven says, things have changed. And Lauren says, it's weird because everything's about to change. And here she goes again with the great like one-liners. Love, Lauren. The episode starts with Steven going to surf and sport to return his keys as he prepares to leave for college. We see Kara and Jason, and they have a quick chat about Steven's nerves as he heads to college. Jason offers him a job during Christmas when he comes back from college, which I thought was really sweet. And it really did look like Steven was so sad to leave his job and to like leave for college here. So I thought that was really sweet. It was cute. Leaving your first job to go to college is crazy. Like that was sweet. And they're like, anytime, like over Christmas, whatever, like super sweet. (laughs) But I do think he looked lame in his backwards cap. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What were you guys' high school like jobs? Yeah, my first real job was at a Marshalls. Ooh, Marshalls! Yeah, I was a cashier. I worked at one that was like it was brand new, like it hadn't even opened yet. So they hired a bunch of people to stock the store, basically, and then nice. That's fun. I was seventeen. It was fun. It was a fun high school job because I worked with a bunch of other young people and didn't have any other priorities really. So yeah, <laughs> my very first job was at a bowling alley when I was sixteen, but it wasn't like a normal bowling alley it was brand new it was called Bullmore Lanes and it had like a bar inside Mm -hmm. and a giant arcade and they were open till like 2 a.m like it was supposed to be like a club atmosphere kind of Mm. and they were opening in the mall and me and all of my friends applied (laughs) and we actually all got hired which was awesome so my first job was with all of my best friends and like some of us worked in the arcade some of us worked up front like but it was like super awesome because they were just hiring like a bunch of people and we all walked in at the same time and they were like sure you know because we were all like (laughs) eager to work it was super fun so I worked there that the summer that I turned 16 but my mom was really like she wouldn't let me work during school Mm. because she wanted me to focus on my grades so I had to quit before the school year started and all my friends still worked there and I was super jealous <laughs> but I always had a summer job after that I did like summer camp counselor and mm-hmm. stuff like that so yeah I worked at a sushi restaurant for a little bit that was like next to a Costco on Sundays and so we would get like people from Costco walk over to get sushi and my sister helped me get that job because she worked there on weekdays and so whenever I had to like restock stuff on the Sunday or whatever the sushi chef would be like oh, don't worry, don't do it. He's like, your sister will come in and do it tomorrow. Oh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love it. So I had a very easy job. 
Next, we see the gang at a bonfire by the beach. Kristen is being fun and playful, throwing a football around while Lauren is sitting by the fire. Kristen is about to throw a football, and Dieter says she's going to hit LC as Kristen tosses the football. But honestly, that football does not go anywhere near Lauren, <laughs> and it's just like more manufactured drama by MTV. Yeah, <laughs> really good editing. Yeah. Lois trying to make a hot dog, and she asks Stephen if he'll make her one because she doesn't know how. He tells her to put it over the fire, and she says, No, but I don't know how. Please help me. All while Stephen says, You high-maintenance little bitch. Some poor man's gonna marry you someday. And Lois, like, you know, really playful throughout this, and she tells him, My husband is gonna love me for who I am. And they laugh. <laughs> and I did think it was kind of funny because Steven was mean, but Lo does come off like high maintenance. So I kind of get it. Okay. I get yeah. it. I love this scene because Lo is adorable. So cute. Does someone want to make me a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> like, so cute. And then, do you want to make me one because I don't know how? <laughs> and Steven, though, like, I don't know. It was kind of cute, you're right, but, like, he didn't have to call her a high-maintenance little bitch. I agree. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so poor man's gonna marry you someday. I'm like, okay, like, ew, why? Why yeah. are you like this? <laughs> um, but I appreciated Lo standing up for herself and being like, my husband's gonna love me for who I am. Yeah, like, she kept yes. it very playful, which I thought was awesome. So, and it does seem like Lo and Steven are close, which, even though they don't spend a lot of time, like, necessarily together, they obviously have grown up together and their okay. friend groups are the same. Like, I mean, it was cute, but it was also don't call Loa high maintenance little bitch. Was, <laughs> <it was cool. laughs> Around the fire, Christina says that this is one of the last times they'll all be together. They'll all come back, but it won't be the same. And then Kristen randomly inserts that her and Steven went to Tiffany's to look for rings. And someone says, ooh, like husband and wife. And Kristen says, yep, we're getting married. And then we see Lauren shooting <laughs> daggers with her eyes across the fire. Oh, boy, the look on Lauren's face. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, if looks could kill. Yeah. She is so over it. But I, I mean, I get it. Kristen is so annoying in this scene. So annoying. Because yes. he's, again, stealing the spotlight. Yeah. He's the loudest person at the party. Yes. Like, and I think that at this point, Lauren's like, I'm so freaking glad I'm going to college. Like, oh, totally. So yeah. over Kristen. Because suddenly, yeah. Kristen's marshmallows catch on fire, and then she leaves <laughs> without finishing the story. And someone calls her out for that, for half telling the story and leaving. And I said, like, it's funny, but girls like that like sprinkle a little mm -hmm. bit of like juicy info and then walk away yeah. leaving people like wanting more it's freaking annoying yeah <laughs> yeah i shouldn't just say girls guys too yeah everybody guys do that too yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> then mtv does some hilarious editing because they show Kristen having fun as lauren chucks a marshmallow and does an <laughs> evil laugh and it's funny because they're really trying to make it look like lauren is throwing that marshmallow at Kristen when in fact nothing happened yep <laughs> morgan says that they should all email each other to stay in touch and kristen says definitely i want to do email with you guys which i thought was so funny because yeah, yeah. texting and calling was a thing but like people didn't have unlimited minutes they maybe didn't have long distance calling so it was like if you wanted to do a big life update you would email somebody yeah. about your life that's so true yeah email is so not a thing anymore no <laughs> nope not in that way anyway just for like work stuff yeah yeah Stephen and Kristen are the first ones to leave this bonfire outing. Kristen is shown saying goodbye to everyone except, of course, Elsie. 
Lois says it's funny they talk about Laguna like it's such a piece of shit, but it's actually one of the best places to live, and most of the girls say they want to come back here to raise their kids here. They pack up and get ready to leave the beach. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was one more girl here besides Lo, Lauren, Morgan, Christina. And I'm like, is that Jen Bunny? Because if it is, she did not get any airtime at all. No screen time, like nothing. Good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. There was one extra person. I was like, that has to be yeah. Jen Bunny. Well, maybe an exterminator came. <laughs> Oh my god. She was just like skittering around the, the sand like a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was back to annoy me later in this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she comes back yeah, every does. time. <laughs> so when Kristen and Steven are leaving, Lauren gives Steven a look, and I'm not sure if she's actually looking at him or not, or if they just edited it. Mm-hmm. But if she is looking at him as he's leaving, it's pretty bold with Kristen right there. Like she just kind of looks at him and like shakes her head. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. he's leaving with her. Yeah, it's, like, really apparent. And I was like, mm, that's why I think it was kind of edited. Yeah. She's probably looking at someone else. I'm going to say uh, edited. Probably, yeah. and, but it was like, ooh, Kristen's, like, right there. Like, it was really... Yeah. <laughs> and I also had that it was adorable that Stephen called Trey. Oh, yeah. During yeah. the yeah. yeah. He didn't pick up, but... To tell him that he missed him. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was That sweet. was nice. I just have to point out that Kristen, in that whole scene was definitely wearing one of the chokers around her neck that looked like the shoelace that I used to wear yeah. <laughs> it was black <laughs> I was like there it is and her low-rise jeans that she kept having to like pull up to <laughs> it just brought back lots of memories there so I liked her outfit yeah yes we then see Kristen helping Steven pack for college at Steven's house. Kristen says, I'm not just saying this because I hate Lauren, but I can really see her hating college. <laughs> okay, but wait, how about her predicting Lauren moving back to Laguna? Yes, it's crazy. Totally. Like, I was like, whoa, oh, that yeah. totally happened. Like, and maybe she really was the type of person that just, you know, college really isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. But you know what? She did go to L.A. Yes, and, and she finished. went to school yeah. there. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, sometimes moving out at 18 years old is not for it's everybody. Shock, true, yeah. And I think it's, like, normal. Like, people mm-hmm. come back all the time. Like, I think that was totally normal for her, but they made it seem so, like, oh, my God. And she's, like, back in Laguna. Like, how lame. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's not that. Like, sometimes you just need a little extra time. And then, you know, she left. And look where she is now. I was always super disappointed in her for not sticking it out in SF, but I'm sure she has zero <laughs> complaints now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, she did everything the way that it was supposed to be done. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kristen says she sees Lauren having a hard time with meeting new people. Steven says Trey is really enjoying meeting new people at college. And then Kristen says that she can see Morgan enjoying college because she's really friendly and she adapts easy because Morgan, I guess, transferred sometime during their high school years. So she was able to easily adapt into their friend group. Steven says he's not worried because he's outgoing, but he just seems worried about meeting so many different kinds of people, which I think is totally valid because... You know, going to university, meeting people from all different places is such a trip. Like, people from your school might be different than you, but, like, meeting someone from a totally different part of the country is so different. And Stephen has a lot of anxiety. But he masks Mm -hmm. it, if you notice. He's always like, I'm fine. But then he goes on to talk about it. I never noticed before, like, watching as a kid, essentially, like, that he really has – he was struggling with anxiety. Yes. Like, a lot of the time. I think a lot of him, even, like, in situations with Kristen, was 
from anxiety. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think certain situations are really rough for him because even when he's talking at Trey's house at the barbecue a couple episodes ago and just saying like high school we're all gonna miss it and like college is gonna be really hard because there's so many people like he's Mm -hmm. super anxious about like doing something different and having to make new friends and yeah yeah that's totally valid college is really scary oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, especially at leaving your home I think 18 is such a weird time to do all of that I had no idea who I was at 18 years old Yep. And yeah, and I wasn't ready for college, and I didn't go. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I went to community college, but different, <laughs> totally different experience. <laughs> it's like an extension of high school. But yeah, I just it was really interesting looking at Stephen in a different light. I guess did it make you like him more? Made me understand him more. Okay, progress. Yeah, <laughs> like, do I forgive him for Cabo? No. <laughs> but I yes I understand him more like I am a very anxious person I have anxiety so I get that so mm-hmm. yeah. I, I kind of was like oh he's having anxiety I have that yeah. you know it was kind of a relatable moment for me mm-hmm. but yeah I still I mean it doesn't excuse his behavior sometimes but I understand <laughs> it better Kristen asks him if he'll miss anyone and Steven thinks for a second and says yeah all my friends And then they show Kristen looking sad. And on the Back to the Beach podcast, Kristen said that this is so high school, where she obviously wanted him to say to her that he misses her, but she didn't have, like, good enough communication skills to, like, say that. And I I just want to say, like, it's cool to hear Kristen reflect on these moments, because it's cool to hear her say that she wished she had better communication skills, and it's like so clear from the podcast and when she talks Mm -hmm. and stuff that she's like done work and like has totally matured he completely missed the hint though oh my gosh like he didn't even do you think so or do you think that he just like didn't want to give it i think he thought it was a weird question and he just like skated right past it like it was and it was weird Mm -hmm. like the way she asked it was weird just are you gonna miss anyone like what like and then he asks like am i gonna miss anyone she's like yeah are you gonna miss anyone like well yeah like everyone like it's pretty weird like is that a weird question I feel like that's so obvious are you gonna miss anyone yeah I feel like that's weird you can't just say are you gonna miss me (laughs) that's what she should have asked yeah I guess it's done are you gonna miss me are you gonna miss anyone means like well yeah I'm gonna miss my mom and my dad and my friends yeah (laughs) you know and he just completely like flies past the point I don't think he got yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with that because his response was almost like not sarcastic, but kind of just like a like so dismissive of like, yeah, my friends, like duh. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel like he was also very like focused on what they were doing too. So she should have just said, Aren't you gonna miss me? Yeah. Yeah, are you gonna miss me? Like that would have been normal and yes. not weird. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm learning from you guys because I thought that was a very normal question. <laughs> Poor Adrian. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Next, we see Stephen and Kristen drive up to a lookout point during sunset and sit up on the sunroof of their car while looking out onto the ocean. Stephen says it's his last sunset in Laguna for a while. He tells Kristen she's his first actual and real relationship. They recall their first date, which was at San Shigo. Okay, and I looked up this restaurant, and it literally closed in September 2023. Oh, my gosh. So it's so recent. It was open up until now. I could have went there. I feel like that means something. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, it's a sign that, like, this was the right time to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, that feels significant. Yeah, it was way too much of a coincidence. 
okay, being a Kirsten and Steven, like, non-supporter, <laughs> I actually really liked the scene. Mm-hmm. Kirsten was super vulnerable, and I'm not used to seeing her like that. So that was nice. She was, like, soft and sweet, and yeah. kind mm-hmm. of that harsh exterior was gone. They were just normal. Like, they were just a mm-hmm. normal couple, and, like, he kept, like, kissing her, and I, I mean, it was really sweet. They're sweet together. And Steven so admitting sweet. that it was his first real relationship was really cute. But it just, it goes downhill from here, so. Yep. <laughs> so Stephen asks, what would happen in your perfect world? And Kristen says, every time you come back, we'd still be together. And you wouldn't hook up with any girls, and I wouldn't hook up with any guys. Then Stephen says, fine, then don't hook up with any guys. And then Kristen says, fine, then don't hook up with any girls. But she says, it'll be so much easier for him because he's away at a new city at college. Well, if she hooks up with anyone, he will know literally within the hour she also says there's no one she would want to hook up with but like come on Kristen Sam. we all yeah. know Sam's <laughs> been waiting around the corner <laughs> I know I was like okay Kristen she says the same thing to Talon later and I'm like okay yeah I know <laughs> I'm like Talon's over there like yeah I'll see you in a week <laughs> <laughs> They talk about their relationship status, and Kristen asks if they're broken up or are on a break, and Steven says they're together with an open relationship, and Kristen giggles and says, okay, but don't be so open, which I thought was really cute. Like, that, yeah, was that was cute. cute. Her saying, but don't yeah. be open a lot, though. Like, that yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cute, but together with an open relationship is just asking for trouble. Oh, yeah. I don't really think they knew what they no. were, like, saying either. So. I'm, like, cringing because, I mean, obviously we know what happens to this relationship, but I, I just feel like, I don't know. Cringe at what I'm about to say now. Yeah, so Kristen says that she'll have to visit him a lot and let the girls know. And then Steven says, you can hang out with me and Lauren. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Kristen asks if he's going to hang out with Lauren and he says, I don't know, but it'll be super easy since I'll have that apartment and it'll be super lonely and I can just call her. That's so dumb. And <laughs> Steven definitely knows he slipped up because he like has mm-hmm. like word salad and he's just like tossing words together and in like a sentence that doesn't make any sense because he's been exposed. Yeah. And she's like, So you are? You are gonna hang <laughs> yeah. out with Lauren? <laughs> yeah. She does call him out but in a playful way. I feel like her mood sort of like changed a little bit at that point when he said that too. Like her reaction was <laughs> yeah. like, Wait, are you really gonna hang out with her? Like uh, what the heck? Why would he say that? that? <laughs> I have written down, Stephen. You're such a liar. You're definitely going to be hanging out with Lauren. Shut up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not gonna like be hanging out with her. But like, yeah, I'm gonna be hanging out with her <laughs> in my lonely apartment. She's gonna come over. <laughs> so so oh, weird. Yeah. And then Stephen says he's excited for the day he comes back and sees Kristen for the first time. We obviously know that day is a disaster, yeah. but it's really cute that he's, like, looking forward to it already because mm-hmm. they just are going to miss each other so much. And they give each other cute kisses, and then they drive away from the lookout point. <laughs> but, like, it's funny to think about the opening of season two because it was only, like, three months <laughs> in yeah. between. And it's it was between this <laughs> and that. And, yes. like, first of all. That's one of my favorite scenes in all reality television ever, (laughs) but we'll talk about that when it comes, but yeah. (laughs) The next scene, we see Steven packing up and saying goodbye to his dad as he drives his white pickup truck and goes off to college. Then there's a really long scene of Steven just driving around town along with shots of Laguna. And again, this kind of scene would never fly in a reality show today because it's literally like 
30 seconds of just panning around the city and they weren't even like nice views yeah. <laughs> like, it was so I random. liked it because it was not just the city it was empty places mm-hmm. in Laguna like restaurants and stuff yeah yeah it was like showing that like all the kids are gone yes yeah oh is that what they were showing yeah I thought it was so random oh. I was like what am I watching <laughs> I mean I think that's what they were trying to show otherwise it would be really random I was like oh this is actually kind of super sweet and like sad yeah. it gives like a nice like like effect like Steven's leaving and like they used to hang out at all these spots and now like yeah I sort of felt like too that it was like kind of making us feel more connected to him as like he's leaving and saying goodbye to all these places and we're just kind of like along for the ride with him you know leaving the city and everything's empty I thought it was really cool too they love to like tell us what to feel or tell us what yes now you're sad (laughs) yeah yeah they like shove it down your throat they're like see he's sad and nostalgic yes and we're like okay (laughs) or he's just driving that makes a lot of sense like once you guys explain it that way but I totally missed that I totally confused we played shots of Lauren and Kristen back to back he's confused do you see yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) like yep we got it Then we see Talon and Kristen grabbing coffee. Talon asks Kristen if her and Steven are still together, and Kristen says that they're going to have an open relationship, but they'll get back together when he comes back unless they're both seeing each other. But Kristen notes she doesn't think she will. Yeah, because that's not dumb or unproductive. <laughs> like, I can't imagine just being with someone when they're home. Like, no, no yeah, screw it off. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can be with me or not be with me, but we're not going to play games where you're hooking up with hot girls in San Francisco. Absolutely not. I know. And not only that, because, like, you know, it was only three months, but she was probably hooking up with Sam, Talon, and then she did get that boyfriend from college, oh, yeah. Matt Leonard, a football player. Right. So it's like she really was out there doing her going thing. everywhere, yeah. meeting yeah. everything. Yeah. They shouldn't have even played this game. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, I really liked her pink sweater in that scene, though. It was, like, the shortest little scene, yeah. but her pink sweater was super cute. Next, we see Morgan and Christina say goodbye to each other in Morgan's bedroom. Morgan is really sweet in the scene, and she's trying really hard to have a moment saying goodbye to Christina, but it's clear that Christina deals with her emotions by making jokes and being kind of dismissive, because she totally, like, dismisses everything that Morgan says. I kind of hate Christina. (laughs) I know, I know, but... We see this when Morgan starts to get sentimental and talks about how she'll miss what she's leaving behind, and Christina jumps in with, you're never going to meet anyone like me, Morgan. And then Morgan tries to be sweet and says, I know, who's going to replace you? And Christina says, well, no one. (laughs) They talk about how weird it is that the next time they're going to see each other is at Thanksgiving, and Christina insists that she'll visit her before then. Morgan says that even if she visits, it won't be the same because things will be different, which is so true because they're going to be in new schools with new friends, not in the same town. But Christina just ignores this and says, no, I really will. And when Morgan says, well, this is it, Christina goes, this isn't it. So it's like so many instances of her just like shutting Morgan down. And then Morgan insists it really is it and says, who knows what will happen? Christina tells her, who knows, maybe you'll change a lot. And then Morgan says, well, maybe you'll become a famous actress and won't remember me. And Christina says, that's the plan. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) Morgan does try hard to just kind of like 
bypass Christina dismissing her and tries to keep it like yeah. light but it was so annoying to watch because I really wanted them to have like a mushy sappy like best friend goodbye scene because they really were like best friends they do seem like best friends in this scene though like it, it they are it's just Christina is like an emotionless like hole like <laughs> I know she's always like this like she yeah. has no emotions except for like laughter Just the awkward smiling yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean whatever I, they do seem like they're really close friends even though they're like low-key so bitchy they do seem like true blue BFF so mm-hmm. I mean good for them they and do. I do think they still keep in touch which is beautiful for them I will point out in this scene Christina's like is Riley taking your room, which I'm assuming is her little sister or her little brother. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, they've been packed for like a year. (laughs) (laughs) They're so excited to take Morgan's room. She said, when I come back, all my stuff's going to be down in that room or in the basement. (laughs) That's cute. And I'm like, that was so me, because as soon as my sister moved out, I was like, yes, my own room! Like, (laughs) we're 14 years apart, so I shared a room with her, but, like, our ages were so different that, like, she was, like, basically never be in here, you know? Like, I was never allowed. I was, like, always out in the living room with my parents or, like, whatever. So, basically, she had her own room. I couldn't decorate it how I wanted. Mm -hmm. It was her room, and I just slept in there. And um, when she moved out, I was like, get out like i'm 13 i am ready to have my own all her posters came down yours oh yeah i was like oh and my sister do you guys remember those they were little cherub angels that were really popular in the 90s Mm. yeah she loved them and she had like decorative plates and paintings and all this crap and i hated it (laughs) it was like the worst theme for a bedroom ever and she chose green for her walls and it was just awful so when she moved out i was like everything's purple and I'm putting up all of my Buffy posters and it's gonna be like no more little weird cherub angels and I was super excited but so I thought that was super cute and her little sister was all ready to move in because that was so me (laughs) I do want to give Christina some leeway though because I feel like at that age I might have responded the same way just because I would be like uncomfortable to be like I miss you too your best friend you would have felt uncomfortable? Maybe. Like, Candace, when you grow up not expressing your emotions, really, like, yeah, it is uncomfortable. <laughs> but I will say me now, like, it's taken time, but I'm good at expressing my emotions now. And I feel like I try to dig it out of my friends now, and everyone's just, like, ill. And I'm like, please, I miss you. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, I'm, like, such an emotional person. <laughs> I know it's really, really hard to tell. <laughs> but, Yeah. So for me, I was always like, love you, times 10, love you, mean it. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> Emotionally stunted people yeah. exist yep. out there. <laughs> I, well, it's funny because my family was not the I love you. I never said I love you getting off the phone with my parents or anything like that. Mm. Um, we barely even hugged. But like, I mean, I knew they loved me. It wasn't like, right. it wasn't distance or anything. It just, we just yes. weren't that family. But I was always so with like, to my friends, I was always so lovey-dovey. So I, I don't know if maybe it's because, like, I wasn't getting it at all. But did you see that from your parents? Like, were they lovey-dovey with their friends? No. 
<laughs> like, I don't know where I got this from, honestly. I'm, I'm kind of a black sheep. I was, like, the emotional one who's, like, into, like, drama and the arts. And my family was, like, where did you come from? <laughs> like, I'm not anything like anybody in my family, to be totally honest. <laughs> so. That's funny. See, I say, like, okay, so culturally, it's, like, being Asian, you don't express, like, love in your family, right? Yeah. Like, you hear that all the time. No one says, I love you, whatever. But, like, now as I'm growing up, I, like, try to say it, but it's still, like, so weird sometimes. I dropped my dad off at the airport a couple weeks ago, and I was, like, giving a, him a hug goodbye, and I was like, I love you. And then he didn't say anything. He just gave me a hug, and then I pulled him in again. I'm like, just tell me you love Aww. me. <laughs> and then he's like, I love you. And then the tears fell from my face. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. so yeah. emotional. <laughs> I get that. I do. Because my, my family's not that way either, and... When I moved from California to Pennsylvania, my dad, who I've never seen cry ever, ever a day <laughs> in his life, was bawling. Aww, like, <laughs> it was, I, and I lost it because he never yeah. does that. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, but yeah, I he know. was bawling. And I was like, he really does love me. I am the favorite, you know? <laughs> had a moment like that with him too where she was getting married and it was me and her and him like waiting for her to go down the aisle and he looked at her and we're not a family that again don't say I love you like it just doesn't happen and he looked at her and he goes hey I love you and she immediately goes oh my goodness she's like why would you do that to me right now and I was like wow yeah that would have gotten me too and I'm like tearing up on the side because like I know that we don't do that so yeah you're like this is so emotional but I can't yeah like when my dad always came out to me I'm like he loved us he really loved us you know I feel the tears in my eyes now, even Mm -hmm. hearing this story. All this parent stuff just, like, makes me so emotional. (laughs) I know. We love our parents. We love you guys. (laughs) So I wanted to say, though, about this scene, do you think that this was their actual goodbye in real life? Because I feel like they were sad, but they were also kind of awkward. And we know how bad of an actress Christina (laughs) is. And, like, she can't recreate a scene. So. What did you guys think? I actually think it was real only because when she's leaving and she's like, wait, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see you tomorrow. That felt real to me. And a lot of things Christina does usually doesn't feel real. So, but that particular (laughs) thing did. So I think it probably was their last goodbye, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree with that. Yeah. It felt super awkward, but yeah, when she finally was like, okay, I'm leaving now. I agree. That was like the moment where I was like, okay, maybe this is like for real, but who knows? They might've seen each other the next day anyways, you know? I think it's fake only because I keep getting flashbacks of like Morgan opening her college acceptance oh my gosh, letter. Yeah. And this was like very reminiscent Yeah, that's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a big smile on her face. <laughs> why she was only in what was it a christmas <laughs> like story or great christmas? great american christmas yeah, great american <laughs> christmas as christina schuler 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told Kyle about that last week, and I was like, you need to do some digging for us and see if you can find this, because he's so good at, like, oh finding God. this. So Aww, I'll keep yes. you posted. But I'm, like, determined to find whatever that is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So can do a reaction episode. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post the five-second clip of her yes. reaction yeah, onto our social media. <laughs> I know it'll be, like, a Joel Osteen type of, like. Totally. You know. Oh, my gosh. No hate, though. I would love to be in a five-second part of a movie. <laughs> anyway. Adrian, oh my god. Next is Lo and Elsie's goodbye. Lo says goodbye and that she'll see her tomorrow as Lauren packs up for college. Our favorite, Jen Bunny, asks, do you know how much three months worth of clothes is? And Lauren asks, do you know what laundry is? And Jen says, I've thrown stuff in, but I've never done, like, a load with colors and stuff. (laughs) (sighs) She has to be playing this up, right? Like, this cannot be real. I was doing laundry at 10 years old with colors and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, I don't think I did laundry until I got to university. But that was not for my choice. My mother, she was like, you know a housewife and she was home like yeah, running the yeah. household so she was like doing everything but I wouldn't have said this out loud at that time yeah I knew how to do laundry but my mom would just do it for me until I was like 18 yeah and then yeah when I moved what? out obviously well I mean I would put my clothes away and I would fold it but if she was doing laundry she's like give me your laundry basket okay wait I'm like so jealous <laughs> my mom was like not doing it anymore (laughs) she was like here's the laundry detergent this is your whites these are your colors these are your darks here's the bleach only use it on the whites and i'm out of (laughs) here i feel like laundry is probably one of the chores i would teach my kids first because yeah i do not want to do extra laundry (laughs) i mean i wasn't very good at it like i would let it build up you know what i mean i was 10 Mm -hmm. but like i would definitely let it build up and then eventually I stopped separating it because I didn't care and so I would yeah, just throw yeah. everything in together my mom would get really mad at me like if she happened to pull it out <laughs> and like to put it in the dryer I have to say I literally don't buy white clothes because I like don't care to separate mm-hmm. my clothes I don't separate ours either I just wash everything <laughs> with cold water yeah yeah that's it <laughs> and then I hated doing laundry because in the house that I grew up in it was really weird our washing machine was in the kitchen but the dryer was in the garage. Oh, that's oh, weird. God. You had to like walk out of the house into the garage, but our garage was not a fun place. Like <laughs> it was dark and dank and it had spiders and I am definitely afraid of those and like old toys that would go off randomly and so I hated doing laundry because of that fact. And now that I live on my own and I have a washer and dryer, in the same room mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like heaven on earth so Jen bunny you're really missing out <laughs> <laughs> the girls bet that lo is going to come back in 20 minutes because she's already tried to leave six times and right then we see lo pop back in she asks lauren if she's going to bring her goat chi bag <laughs> with her and lauren pokes at lo's fake louis vuitton bag which i thought was really funny mm-hmm. Lauren says, do you see, this is a really sad face that I'm leaving you with, as she gives a huge grin, and Lo comes over, and the two girls giggle and hug. And again, I've said this all season, I love these two together, 
Their friendship is so sweet, so genuine, and I wish in real life that they were still best yeah. friends. I do think that they still care about each other, and if, like, one of them needed the other, they would be there. Like, I do think. I hope so, I wonder yeah. what happened. I think they just started doing different things. Like, I honestly don't think anything happened. I just think they grew apart. Did you say that she was in her wedding? Yeah. Okay. I'll take that at least. Did you guys have, like, a Gucci bag or anything similar? Because I totally did. No, I never did the fake bags. I did the big white purses. <laughs> the big white bags, yeah. I did the coach bags, the, like, crossbody bag, and I, like, keep it in my closet because I'm like, I swear it'll come back one day, and then I can wear this again. <laughs> I would wear it anyway. It's coach. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't cool coach. Coach today, like, their style is pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago now. It was very, like... I don't know. I think it looked kind of tacky. <laughs> My favorite purse that I ever owned, and I wish I still had it, it was a fake Chanel. <laughs> and it was, you know, that quilted style that was super in? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It was that, but it was pink and black. It Like, it was light pink, and then the C's were black, and then, like, the straps oh. were black. With a flap or no flap? No flap. Open. Okay. And this purse... Let me tell you, it called to me. I was in San Francisco for my friend's birthday, and we were walking around. There's, like, a bunch of different districts where you can just walk around. There's, like, open markets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this woman, she was, like, ushering us in, and we were looking at all of her stuff, and I saw this bag, and she's like, oh, I have, like, the wallet, too. I'll give you the whole thing for 40 bucks. And I was like, this is definitely obviously not real Chanel. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I was like... I'm going to buy it. I didn't get the wallet, though. The bag was, like, 25. I wore that bag out to the point where, like, I had to stop wearing it because people knew it was fake because it was, like, falling apart. Oh, no. (laughs) It was my favorite bag ever. First of all, it was the perfect size. I could fit everything I wanted in it. It was freaking pink. Like, have you ever seen a pink Chanel? I got so many compliments on this person. We were like, wow, I love your person. Like, I know. And you could not tell me it wasn't real. People would compliment me all the time on it, and I would, oh, yeah, it's real, 100%. 100% real. You said it was <laughs> real? Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I was so cool. No one knew except for the people who were with me when I bought it, and they would have taken that secret with them to the grave for me, so it yeah, was fine. But that was my absolute favorite purse ever, and I honestly, if I saw one today, I would buy it again. <laughs> it was so cute. Ugh, and all I can afford now is, like, Betsy Johnson for Marshalls. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of that stuff is really cute, though. First yeah. of all, Betsy Johnson is one of my favorite designers, but, yeah. like, her stuff is usually pretty cheap. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of Betsy Johnson. I'm not dissing Betsy Johnson. Just I can afford her. I have a bad habit of buying too many lounge fly bags, so that's my uh, my guilty mm. pleasure. I'm always <laughs> like, I don't need another one, but I really want this. So. Yeah. 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 If I see pretty much anything Betsy Johnson, I usually buy it. <laughs> That is so funny. I know. I feel like we don't have that as much in Canada because I don't really see Betsy Johnson around that much. Yeah. We have like a winners and home sense. Betsy is my designer. Like sometimes some of her stuff is like really gaudy. And yes. like you look at it and it's like, I'm like, no, that's like way too 2000s and I can't. Mm-hmm. But some of it is really subtle. Like I just like that some, like it'll just be like a bow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I just, it's really girly, which I yes. like. But if I could find that Chanel bag in pink. The quilted, like, that was it. Like, that was the style. If you had a quilted Chanel bag, 
you were it. Now that you say that, I'm going to San Fran soon, so I'm going to go yes. <laughs> you like can that. find it. Please get me one. <laughs> I'll take pictures. <laughs> yeah, when Lauren gets her Chanel bag from Jason in the hills, mm-hmm. I yes, yeah. that's the one I'm yes, thinking. Yes, that's of. the quilted like style. That's that's how it was, but it was a little bit smaller. And it was pink and black. Oh, my God. It was everything. Okay. I got to stop talking about my bag. <laughs> I miss it so much. Then we get a montage of Elsie packing up and leaving. She says goodbye to her friend, Caitlin, who is sobbing while Elsie is stone cold. <laughs> Lauren's parents drive her to the airport. And here is where we see Lauren getting emotional as she tears up saying goodbye to her parents as they watch her get ready to fly off to San Fran. Her mom is emotional, as is her dad, which, again, these scenes always mm-hmm. get me. Whenever there's, like, parent-child scenes in TV shows, movies, I cry every single time. <laughs> oh, I, t- I got <laughs> and- up. When I went to university, my mom and my sister dropped me off at my dorm. And when they were about to leave, I was, like, bald like a baby even though my parents' house is only, like, an hour away. And I was literally like, you guys have to get out of here. I'm like, I can't handle this. And my mom's like, we got to leave. We got to leave. <laughs> it's so unnatural, like, you know, yeah. seeing your parents every day yeah. and then going into this, like, new life stage all of a sudden yep. in one day yeah. and just not seeing them every day anymore. And you know your life's, like, different. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I experienced that much later in life because I lived with my parents till I was 25. But, yeah, it is weird when you finally are, like, I am on my own. I don't have to, like, report to anybody. And, like, you know, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I had that experience when I – after I moved from Michigan to San Diego, I lived with my mom for, like, a year. And then when I moved up to L.A. for film school, that was it for me. When she came up there with me and we got all my furniture and we got everything in there. And then she was just like, okay, well, I have to go back to San Diego now. I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) You know? I feel like it was, like, the first few nights of just being there completely by myself was, like, yeah, really scary but exciting at the same time. And it takes so long time for it to feel like home. Yes. Yeah. It was a big adjustment for sure. Yeah. Like, for me, home feels like Pennsylvania now. Mm -hmm. Like, that's home. But for the longest time, home was California where my parents were. Yeah. But now it's, like home is here like when I go to California I have to go home now but it's like it's like different you know yeah I don't know that's how it is for me with Michigan that was home for many many years but now San Diego is home for sure yeah yeah put roots down growing up (laughs) yeah it's crazy I don't want to (laughs) you can stay little Adrian I'll let you Next, we see shots of San Francisco with Maroon 5's She Will Be Loved playing in the background. We see Lauren getting her bags and walking out at the airport to Mr. Stephen Coletti, who is waiting for her with his white pickup truck. Lauren sees him, runs over for a big hug, and her entire demeanor completely changes. And as much as I was Team Kristen this season, because Stephen was Kristen's boyfriend, I have to say that like when this scene came up, I wish mm-hmm. that Lauren and Steven became a couple in that instant oh my gosh. it's so good moment yeah. because Lauren just loved him so much and I just like wish that she got what she wanted yeah they set that up to make us fall in love with Steven all over again and it worked it did yes <laughs> I was like that had to be the shortest plane ride because <laughs> she was just going from Laguna to San Francisco and Steven just drove like yeah that's the true. other day yeah so I looked it up to see how long it took And it's a two-hour plane ride, which Mm -hmm. is actually really surprising to me because I thought it would be more like 45 minutes to an hour. 
because when I lived in California, I took a plane to Anaheim where Disneyland is Mm -hmm. and it was an hour and it literally felt like 45 minutes and I didn't even have time to like nap. It was like we got on the plane and then we were there. But that's really interesting that it was a, a whole two hours. We flew from San Diego to San Francisco last spring, and it was about an hour and a half, I want to say. So maybe yeah. it just depends on the weather and stuff, too. Like, who knows? Yeah. yeah. And the wind, yeah. I don't know Yeah, which way it pushes. Yeah. But I, I was like, oh, it is a short ride, but like, yeah. not quite as short as I imagined. Not as short as you thought, yeah. And I loved seeing all the San Francisco clips because I'm like, I've been there. Yes. I've been there, too. <laughs> I used to hang out there. Like, I love it. I love when they show San Francisco. <laughs> it looks way nicer than it actually is, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's, like, not anywhere close to where Stephen or Lauren was living. All those shots were, like, the touristy parts. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like how it was, like, very cloudy and cold when she arrives because that's San Francisco for you. Mm-hmm. And I did point out <laughs> earlier she's wearing like tank top jeans, flip flops, and a scarf. <laughs> I noticed that too. The and I was like, what is scarf? weather, Lauren? <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, you know what? She's going to San Francisco and it is really cold yep. when you get to San Francisco because you're like right by the water and the, the like mist and gray and all that stuff comes in so it's always like several degrees colder in san francisco even like driving from Mm -hmm. my hometown which is only 45 minutes away Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i I will give her that for bringing the scarf but at first i was like girl what that was really (laughs) funny too (laughs) as they drive lauren says wow we're really on our own i don't live with my parents anymore which is so true because we just talked about that being super weird. And then we get the end of season one as you see them pan out to the Golden Gate Bridge. And God, I wish season two came back to them like together. Yes. Oh, that's not how life works. Works. <laughs> And we never got that. Ugh. Did you guys notice whenever Steven like picks her up and she gets in the car, she opens the car and she does this sigh that's like <sighs> <laughs> and you like hear it it's like it's like she's coming home like yeah just oh my god like, my prince charming <sighs> like and I, I was like oh god, god. like <laughs> lauren pull it together woman <laughs> but i mean it is sweet i mean it would be if he like was decent and like actually wanted to be with her and didn't mm-hmm. just but then i'm like so did they plan that like did she she was like well steven's driving up so i'll just take a plane that was definitely MTV. Yeah. okay like they definitely because i think that on the podcast they got a producer on and they said like we knew what the beginning of the season would look mm-hmm. like and we knew what the ending shot of the season should look like so they knew that they wanted like lauren and steven to be together right at the end of the season so like that was definitely okay. planned so did she know that he was coming to get her i think so oh okay okay because she does look pretty surprised but who knows i don't want to say she can fake that look because it's not fake but like she's excited anytime she's yeah so that's true (laughs) (laughs) did you guys have any favorite outfits this episode i'm just calling lauren out again with her tank top and scarf yes that was weird <laughs> yeah i gotta say Kristen's the little rise dreams and her uh shoelace choker again that was it mm-hmm. yeah i actually my stepdad sent me a photo of me and my best friend when we were 16 and we both have the shoelaces on and we have those uh, skirts with the stripes and the band so i'll have to send it to you guys because oh <laughs> he sent it to me and i'm like this yeah. is so embarrassing but also like there it is. So. I was thinking we should post pictures of ourselves from the 2000s. We should. <laughs> Pretty cute. 
That would be really cute. I really liked Kristen in her white golf t-shirt with those, like, pearl earrings. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was, like, the prettiest look. And then so her classy. hair, like, in that ponytail, yeah. like, it was just... She looked beautiful. How about your favorite scene or favorite moment? My husband's going to love me for who I am. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite was Lo and Lauren saying goodbye to each other because, like, I just love these two together. And I thought that that was, like, such a cute, sweet moment in their friendship. I think my favorite was just the whole ending segment of her at the airport because I remember watching that, you know, when it was on for the first time and just being like, oh my gosh, like they finally made it. (laughs) The hopeless romantic in me was like, they did it. And it still just gives me the feels, even though I know it's all fake now, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They finally made it and we finally made it, you guys. This is... The end of Laguna Beach, season one. <laughs> the first season of Millennial TV. Woohoo! How do we feel, ladies? Well, I'm so excited because I didn't think that we would record all these episodes. And honestly, meeting the both of you through Reddit and just like diving headfirst into this has been so mm-hmm. fun. And, you know, we didn't know how this was going to work at all, but like we've just worked so well yeah. together. And We, you know, talk things out, we organize, we share our opinions if they don't, like, and even if they don't Mm -hmm. agree, like, it's great. Yeah. Like, it's been so fun. We do work really well together, and I could not, honestly, I could not have asked for a better situation. It all worked out so perfectly, and I love you guys so much. You're part of my tribe now. (laughs) Love you guys, too. I love you, too. Ooh, mush, mush. I mean, I know that's hard for you. (laughs) I know, mushy. I'm like, ah. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm so proud of us. Like, we made it. We did it. Yeah. We actually launched. We actually launched. We have people listening to us. I know, and if you're one of the 57 people that are returning every, every week, episode. Yeah. We love you. Yes. <laughs> Please keep coming back. <laughs> Maybe more by the time this comes out. Yes. I promise that we um, have lots of cool stuff coming up, and we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to do season two. Mm-hmm. We're going to do season three. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do The Hills. So, I mean, this is this is the long haul. Yep. Yeah. Stick with us. And we'll do other fun stuff too. So if there's anything else that you guys want us to watch along, we are so happy and excited to do yes. that. Yes. Suggestions any suggestions are, we will take yeah. suggestions. We'll watch anything. Yep. We love reality trash TV. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and watching with us this week on the Millennial TV Podcast. We know that this is the last episode of the season, but we are not done with season one yet. We will be going through the special features in the DVDs because yes, we found the DVDs from season one and I actually just pulled it out of my closet. So yes, I kept it from all those years back. And Liz actually knows someone who went to Laguna Beach High School at the same time as the cast. And we've invited Rupert to the podcast to tell us what he heard about the show when it was filming during that time and also to share some personal stories that he had with the cast. So stay tuned for that. Please subscribe or follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. We'd love to hear your comments as you're watching along with us, or if you have any suggestions or ideas for the podcast. Send us an email at millennialtv, that's millennialteav at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram at millennialtv. This has been Adrian, Candice, and Liz, and we will see you all next week.